Hello, it's Mike McDivitt, the uh, interim pastor of the New Hope Baptist Church. And we're going to talk today about remembering God's better things. That's what we're going to talk about. And we're going to start here in Deuteronomy chapter 28. First couple verses, then we'll have a word of prayer. It says, And it shall come to pass that if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I commanded thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nation of the earth, and all the blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. And if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Let's pray. Dear Father, I just thank for this day you've given us, Lord. I pray, dear Father, you will just do what I cannot do, Lord, and show each of us what you would have for us today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, in this thought of remembering some of these things, these better things that God has for his people, basically, things that we've forgotten, uh, I thought we'd start out with one of the most important things first, of course, and that is a nation that follows God is blessed. <clears throat> Sometimes I think we don't really think about the blessings of God in the way we ought to think. And sometimes we uh, have forgotten things that our forefathers and, and, and so forth have, have really not only just given a lot of thought to, but really lived, you know. And although today it's, it's, I'm not really going to have a um, per se 4th of July type of a sermon, um, there is the one thing I'd like to bring in. In, in keeping this in mind, it says a nation that follows God is blessed in these verse three verses of Deuteronomy chapter 28. I'd like to read <clears throat> the first two paragraphs in the Declaration of Independence. Can you imagine that? Let's read. It says, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve its political bands which have connected them with another, to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A dissent respect to the opinion of mankind, a descent, excuse me, respect to the opinion of, of mankind uh, requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and that they are endowed by their Creator with a certain unalienable rights, uh, that among these are life, liberty, and a pursuit of happiness. So right off the bat, in the beginning of our nation's history, it seems to me we're putting in some of our founding documents and writing much about them. Just not the idea of God, but God was thought of uh, to be an integral part of our nation. And I think we've come a little ways from that, haven't we? I think we have. We've lost some of these practical things 
that were really biblically based. And some of these lessons that we learn through, what? The Bible. That's true. And with all our flaws, and, you know, we found the last few weeks all these things that are being said and the, and, 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 and the like about our country. Little by little, I'd like to think we've improved a lot, little by little. In some ways we haven't, I know. And one of those ways is getting away from the Lord. But you live, actually, if you're in America, you live in a country that has fed more people in this world than any other country ever in the existence of mankind. Actually propagated the gospel, held God's name in front of more people than any other country in the world. And I think some of the things that made it that kind of a country, we've kind of lost along the way. My father gave me a book from the mid-1800s not long ago. And you know what it's about? <clears throat> Biblically based, but it's about manners. <laughs> Can you imagine? Your kids going to school and learning about manners, huh? Well, there are some things in the Bible that I'd like to discuss today and get into. i only got a few minutes. But I think some things that we've forgotten or given places the things that shouldn't be that got placed ahead of the Lord himself. And of course, starting here in Deuteronomy with, with putting God first, with giving God his place. And that is very important. Let's go back to Matthew, if you would. <clears throat> Matthew, chapter 6. Matthew, chapter 6. We're going to start here in verse 19, Matthew chapter 6. Down here on verse 19, it says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth or rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. I think that also goes along with that verse that says, The love of money is the root of all evil. Money is not evil. <clears throat> I've known people with a little bit that loved it and put it ahead of everything. And people with a lot that didn't. <laughs> so it's the love of it. Why? Because when you love it, <clears throat> uh, it starts taking over your life. And here, there's a warning given. But I think many in our country would do well to uh, to take heed of the, us that are Christians. It says, if treasure, basically the treasure, when the treasure is first in your life, it will engulf everything else in your life. When you put <clears throat> money and things first, ahead of God, ahead of your families, ahead of the, the most important things, it will rule. The Bible warns about this, doesn't it? When it says how hard it is for a rich man to go to heaven, like the uh, harder than the, for a camel to go through the eye of the needle. Well, it's not impossible. And it's not talking about, I don't think, a regular needle. The needle was like a door that was big enough for a man to get through in the gates of the city. And to keep when the, those gates and the, and the walls were to keep the bandits out. And when a Wealthy men came to the gate. Of course, they weren't going to open it because of uh, 
possibility of some robbers getting in, some some uh, thieves and the like getting into their uh, city. That's why they closed the gates and had the walls and all the guards. But they would let you in if you checked out into a little door, big enough for a man to get through. But if you were to get through that door, you had to leave your camel and your goods outside. Now, how many people are willing to leave everything they have outside? And they equals that to when you come to the Lord, you have to be willing to put God ahead of everything you have. Uh, like the rich man that came to Christ said he wanted to follow him, and he said, well, sell all that you have and then come follow me. We couldn't do that. And again, there's nothing wrong with money. But I think Christ put his finger on his problem. Money was ahead of everything and would have been ahead of even Christ himself. And he had to come to grips with that. And in that same set of verses, he had compassion on him because the guy had very good intentions. But very good intentions won't get you there. You know, you have to, to bend the knee to the Lord and give it all. And there were some very godly men in our country that were very wealthy. J.C. Penney was a very wealthy man and a very godly Christian. So, can be done. But the point is here that we got to be very careful. That we do not put our treasure ahead of the Lord himself. It will take over your whole life. The next few verses, in 23 and 24, it says, but if thine eye be evil, and thy whole body shall be full of darkness, if there be light in thee, be darkness. Let me let me read that over again. Let, let's take verse 22 and 23. I'm sorry. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore the eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. And if therefore the light that is in thee be darkness. How great is that darkness? The light of the gospel, the light of God's truths, <clears throat> especially speaking it after what he said about the treasures, putting them ahead of God. When you put evil and when you put things ahead of the Lord, that, that light of the gospel, the light of the Lord in your soul, that light is dimmed in your soul. There's several verses on the light in the Bible. And following the light of God and having that grow within you means putting God in his ways first. And that will be reflecting in your works. It really will. Sometimes <clears throat> sometimes say, well, this is the age of grace, and it is. You can't earn your salvation, so that's not... Well, you can't. But your works will reflect your heart and will show what light really is is reflecting in your life. Is it God's light? Or is it this world reflecting in your life? We can't let our treasures and other things of this world take over God's place within our lives. Verse 24. No man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and ma'am, and you can't serve God and money. You can't straddle the fence, you know? You just can't. You can't have your hand on the world and on God. 
you're either going to serve one or you're going to serve the other. And I think a lot of our forefathers, in the beginning of our country, understood this. Not all of them were Christians. Some of them were agnostic. They thought there was a God, but he didn't participate in our, in our lives, and that's wrong. They still thought there was a God, but there was a lot of godly men that started our country. And I think, you know, as, as, as well as it has started, we have one, really walked away from the Lord and not just a country as a whole, but if our country's walked away, it's because the Christians within it has walked away. In other words, God holds the Christian responsible for this stuff. If you're lost, you know, he wants you to be saved. But even in the Old Testament, when it talks about if if we get right with the Lord, then he'll heal our land, he'll heal our country. He's really talking to who? The Christian. He's talking to his people. Remember, judgment even begins in the house of the Lord. God requires much of his people. Much learned, much required. And some of these things, when I was reading through that book that had these manners, and biblically based, really, it was talking about some of the responsibilities of people. And it was talking about things that uh, basically, I think, has been forgotten in our society. And we put all these things, all these things ahead of God. And we uh, have our eye on, on not on the right prize, but the one we think is right. And we're trying to serve two masters. And you can't do that. You know that, and I think I've mentioned it before, I'm sure, but that old saying, the world has a plan for you, my friend. And Satan has a plan for you. And in fact, you have a plan for yourself. And none of those things are what you need to be putting your life on the line for because God has a plan for you and that's what we need to be seeking the plan that God has laid out for your life that was going to mean something that when you get to heaven one day you can have God say well done thou good and faithful servant isn't that what you want him to say I would like him to say that we look down here in verse 20 5 and 26 it says and therefore I say unto you take no thought for your life what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink nor yet for your body what ye shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment behold the fowls of the air for they sow not <clears throat> neither do they reap nor gather into the into barns yet your heavenly father feedeth them are you not much better than they which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature why take ye thought for raiment consider the lilies of the field how they grow and they toil not neither do they spin and yet i say unto you that even solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these you know we have so much anxiety in this in this in this country and amongst God's people that we're so worried, so anxious, so afraid. God's not the author of fear. 
We have so much and we don't even realize it compared to a lot of the world. But because we place the value on the wrong things and not God. I tell you, our anxiety will grow because God's not backing those things. He's not going to back that. We need to put him first. A lot of our forefathers, they didn't have a whole lot. If you walked into their house, they probably had a few chairs and table, if they were fortunate. A house that was very simple. The wind sometimes blew through it. Maybe a little, a few clothes. You know, some of them didn't even have shoes. But they were godly. A lot of them were godly, godly people. And it was reflected in what has taken place in a lot of areas. Yes, we've, we've had some problems in our country, of course. But little by little, some of those things have tweaked in the right direction. Some have not, but some have. I know now they're concentrating on slavery and things, and that was wrong. And not as it is an excuse, because it is not, but it had been around for thousands and thousands of years. And a couple countries got rid of it, and a few more countries got rid of it, and we were one of them. Isn't that something? Got rid of an institution that was wrong. That was great. And so our country is self-correcting. If we apply godly principles in the right way, tweak it, see what God wants, and tweak it again. Follow God. Sad part about it is there's more slaves in the world today, they say, than I think it was Amnesty International was saying than any other time in history between the uh, Arab countries and the uh, Asia and and uh, in Africa, there are more slaves numerically. I couldn't believe that. I was like, wow. But evil's always around, isn't it, my friend? So what do we do to get back? I think these are some of the some principles that we need to apply <clears throat> in our own personal lives as we seek to follow the Lord. We put God first. We don't serve too much. We serve the Lord. We keep our eye on the prize, on God's way in our life. We... We don't put money or other things ahead of him so that they basically engulf our life. We let God engulf our life. Understanding that anxiety, there's no purpose in that. We serve the Lord. He'll feed us. He'll take care. Now, not that you don't plan or save. You do try to do right in that way. God gave you a brain. But after doing everything you can, put your trust in the Lord. Verse 31 says, therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or whether or wherewither shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. You know, being raised in a preacher's home, we didn't have a whole lot. But you know what? God took care of us. We always had a roof over our heads and food to eat. And the Lord supplied the needs. You know, I I believe in tithing in the Bible and I do that. And you know what? I don't have a lot. But the Lord has always supplied what I needed. He always has. And while I'm on this earth, I'm going to trust him to take care of me. 
And guess what he'll do? He'll do his part. Everything in our life, we put God first. I'm telling you what, God will take care of you. Nothing to be anxious over. Now, we do get anxious. I don't know about you, but I worry about my kids. <laughs> but guess what we do? We spend time in prayer and then give them back to him. And he'll take care of that. Yes, he will. And our forefathers knew that. All the hard times they went through, they came to understand that. One more set of verses, my friend, that really will correct. We talked about self-correcting. Things in our country is self-corrected. And there's some things that kind of went backwards lately, haven't there? We need to do a lot of praying. Telling people about the Lord so that they can get saved and put him first. So that our country will turn back towards him. But it starts with me and you. And these two set of verses will go a long way in solving those problems. Verse 33 in the same chapter. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. If we put God's kingdom first, which means where he rules at. If a king had a kingdom, the kingdom is where he ruled, where his, where his authority was preeminent and when we live under god's uh, safety net we live under his his word we serve him our lives are are bent towards him we bend our knee to him and serve him then we are living in his kingdom and there's no reason to worry And all the things that we need to know to live a life for him and to get through this life in a godly fashion is in this word of God that we call the Bible. These better things. Remember some of these better principles. I tell you, there's a lot in this Bible. We could probably spend the next 30 days, 40 days, 60 days, maybe the rest of the year On these things, there's so much in the Bible. I would suggest that we all spend more time in it, learning it, reading it, and seeing what it says about our lives. My grandfather told me before he died, when I asked him uh, his advice for my life, he started to tell me a bunch of things. Then he said, forget about that. He said, give me my Bible. Gave him his Bible and he said, Everything you're going to need to know about this life is in this Bible. And the thing that I've found over the past quite a few years since he passed is he was right. He was exactly right. All these things that our forefathers knew, these better things than I think we live in today, are in this Bible. We would do well to uh, read it, learn it. And most importantly, live it. Well, that's all I have for you today, my friend. And I hope everything has has went well for you this weekend, having our 4th of July celebrations. And most importantly, being here on the Lord's Day and getting into his word a little bit. And I hope you have a great week. And uh, those of you that aren't saved, I don't, sometimes I forget this, you know, if you would consider 
asking Jesus Christ in your life. You know, for God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He gave his life for you. God coming down and dwelling in the form of a human for a few years, living a perfect life, dying on the cross, raising again to pay for the sins of those that put their faith and trust in him and ask him into their heart and life, understanding he's God, and that they have lost their sinners. We all are. They need a Savior to save from what? Your sins. That if you ask him in your heart and life, that he'll come in your heart and life. And you, my friend, will be my brother or sister in Christ forevermore. And those of you that are saved, spend some time in the Bible this week, would you? In prayer, in the Bible, God does answer prayers. You know? My aunt, by the way, this week, she got saved. She's 91. 91. Dad had been praying for her for all these years to get saved. And he was a, from a family of 10 kids. And his parents and all his brothers and sisters, the exception of one sister. And she and he are the last alive. And she got saved. And 12 hours later, she passed. She's in heaven now. And that was through a lot of prayer. And, and I believe dad living a life that she could see that was real. Isn't that remarkable? Living an old-fashioned, Bible-believing, God-fearing life so that somebody could look at that and say, I want that. Isn't that something? So needless to say, we're, we're, we're having a little celebration in our family. Sad that she left. But really wonderfully uh, celebrating her home going to heaven. Well, my friend, you have a good week. And don't forget to tell somebody about the Lord if you're saved. And if you're not, consider what I said about salvation. You guys have a good week. And God bless you, brother and sisters.